You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a, a great show for you today. Later on, we'll uh, be going uh, open line, taking your tech calls and questions. We'll also be talking about the future of uh, mobile payments and paying with wearables. We've got uh, a guest on from PayPal. Uh, super interesting stuff. Yes, it'd be amazing if you could pay like from a bracelet. Maybe like uh, well, that, a watch. It's, com- it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I, I, I'm interested to see how PayPal is going to get into this whole game because they were one of the first like payment options to have on the internet. Yes. And um, it's been around for a long, long time. But now that everything is moving to the mobile world, how are they going to compete with the likes of Apple? And Microsoft. And, and Microsoft. And Google. And Google, Amazon. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but in the past couple months here the wearable technology space is just exploding microsoft just uh launched their new wearable bracelet it looks awesome actually it's i didn't even know they were coming out with one it's just amazing it was like you, a surprise launch you see a company like microsoft which made software now they're right, right into the hardware game yeah um it's just a sign of the times that every it's just like every company has to have a wearable device it's going to be huge when we go to las vegas for the consumer electronics show I have a feeling that's what we're going to see. Every company announcing a new wearable. We're going to be like cyborgs one day, <laughs> just wearing all this stuff. We have to charge our whole bodies with, uh, just to keep everything powered on. Plug your finger in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazon also released a new little hardware device. Uh, I think it's just available down in the U.S., but of course the stuff eventually filters over into Canada. They call it the Amazon Echo. It's a voice-controlled interactive speaker. That lets uh, people stream music and, of course, order stuff from their, <laughs> their, their website. That's the secret there. Of course, Amazon, another, here we have a big e-commerce site yeah. that is suddenly creating their own product lines, but it's to support their e-commerce site and wants you to, to go back and uh, buy stuff from them. Yeah, so it's this uh, little cylindrical speaker and obviously tied into the internet, and it's completely voice controlled. So you can listen to your favorite tunes, your music on it. Uh, but it, you can also ask questions like, what's the weather going to be like today? Uh, can you order me some more spaghetti, Amazon? This is the world we live in. We're talking to our speakers now. <laughs> yeah, not just listening. We're ta- having conversations with our speakers. But everything is going voice activated, so it kind of makes sense. The question is, will this be a hit? Because remember when Amazon released the Fire Phone? Yes. Have you met anybody that has a Fire Phone? Like, they did. That did not do very well. No, no. Um, yeah, it hasn't even really hit in Canada here yet. Down in the States, uh, it launched. But uh, mixed reviews and sales were flat. Yeah. they. I think they thought they could compete with, like, Apple, like, you know, a premium phone. But uh, I think within a few weeks, they learned that, no, no one was buying it. And then they, they totally slashed the price on it. They did, and yeah. I don't think people are still buying it. No, they're they're taking a big hit on their financial statements f- for it. But they say they're still in the game. They're going to still make phones. So uh, you have you know, to in this day and age. Do you, you know? Like you, you do. I don't even know how like people can compete anymore. Like well, look at Sony. Sony. They have the Xperia line of smartphones. Yeah. They're not doing very good, but they can't get out of this game because everything is connected to our mobile devices. Yeah, they need to stay in there, even though people aren't buying them. It's just lots of competition. But they have to do that because everything ties into your mobile phone. The only phone. one that make, is making money now is Apple, though. Yes, right. Yes. Because I was reading uh, about Samsung. Obviously, they're one of the biggest phone manufacturers in the world now with their Samsung Galaxy phones. Um, very popular, beautiful phones. Uh, but I was reading that uh, in this past quarter, 
like their profits are are crashing on those things now. Yeah, so their people, overall phones, even and that though was carrying that was carrying the whole company. Yeah, even though people are buying Samsung phones, like if you have an Android phone, chances are it's a Samsung yes. Galaxy. Yeah, but if they're not making money, they gotta make money somewhere. So the company is gonna struggle. They've been they've been innovating on their phones, but at the same time, like you said, the only company that's actually making money on these devices is Apple. Apple is killing it. Like the the Samsung, uh, they're one of the the biggest manufacturers they've got the most market share but uh they're selling a lot of like the low-end and mid-range phones that don't make any money yeah and so if samsung samsung's not making money on these things uh you know the other guys like the lgs and and motorola's uh who have even less market share they're not really making money on this stuff either it's really tough when you think about it as a consumer if you go and you're like i need to buy a phone there's just so much selection out there. It's hard to make a choice on which one you want. And so a lot of times it comes down to price. People want a, a budget-friendly phone yeah. that doesn't cost much because these things depreciate very fast. Within two years, you have to replace it. Yeah. Or if you're an idiot like me every six months. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I could have the latest and the You greatest. always have to have the latest, but it's usually the latest Apple iPhone that you always have. So another interesting story, uh, Silk Road. This is a website, uh, a bad website. Um, Back uh, a little while ago uh, was actually shut down. Uh, it's a website where you can buy illegal drugs and all sorts of crazy bad stuff. Bad stuff. Uh, you have to pay in bitcoins, so like the whole experience is untraceable uh, to you know authorities. Uh, anyway, the U.S. government finally found the guy behind that, shut that down. Uh, a few months later, up again, <laughs> another guy uh, basically launched the same thing. Silk Road 2.0, they call it. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it's been going for a while, but uh, finally they caught up with that guy as well. And uh, he's going to be doing some time. He's going to be doing some time. When, yeah. they, when they caught him, they found that he had $100,000 in cash, and he was earning about 400000 in monthly commissions on $8 million monthly revenue since last December. So this guy made a lot of money. And you know what's going to happen, Mike? I guarantee you, they shut this down. Somebody, There's just money to be made on that Silk Road, so someone's going to come out and do the same thing. So can you, can you explain, like, you can only get, it's part of the deep web. Yes. Apparently. Yes. Uh, so you can only, it's not like you go into your Internet Explorer, your Chrome browser, and just type in silkroad.com. Yeah, this is not Amazon. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, like, how, how do you get into it? Well, you have to run what's called Tor, and that's kind of like the, the, the hidden Internet. I've never gone into Tor. I've heard about it. Yeah. But um, it's where you can be completely anonymous. And so that's where the Silk Road is living, and that's where the copycat sites are coming up on. So when they take that down, what's going to happen is someone else is going to be like, well, there's a demand yeah. out there yeah, still. $400,000 a month in commission, I'm in. Uh, and right? so that's, I bet what you, that's what they're thinking. And I bet you they're thinking, I'll just go in there, I'll set it up, and then I'll leave after. But then they make so much money, yeah. they can't get out um, until they get shut down or go to jail. And like, it's like this case, it's kind of like a... A case of whack-a-mole here where the U.S. authorities are shutting one down. Another one comes up, shut that down. So they're trying to really create fear that you will be caught if you create one of these uh, imitating copycat Silk Road websites. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I've never been in into a tour there. To Like I asked my son, and he's like, oh, yeah, my friends are on that. <laughs> anyway, he's not allowed on the Internet anymore. <laughs> he's, he's banned. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break, but you'll want to stay tuned. We've got uh, the folks from PayPal on the line. Uh, they've got some interesting uh, findings about how we'll be paying for stuff in the not-too-distant future. 
<laughs> like ne- next year, yeah. <laughs> uh, using wearable technology. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barra. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network. You can also listen to us online as well at getconnectedmedia.com. We're up on SoundCloud and, uh, of course, through the Chorus Radio app. Well, payment and e-commerce technology have uh, changed dramatically over the years. Uh, we're starting to see a whole new wave of how we can pay uh, with mobile technologies. Uh, Apple Watch coming out very shortly in the next uh, few months. Uh, we're seeing all these wearable devices now as well. On the line, we've got uh, Alex Pay. He's the head of market development and mobile over at PayPal. Thanks for joining us, Alex. No, again, thank you kindly, and hello, everyone. So it's uh, kind of an interesting uh, time for uh, for payment. Uh, I think we've all been used to uh, cash and and using our credit cards and debit cards, but uh, that will be changing over the next couple of years. Look, absolutely. You know, we're seeing a, a huge kind of growth in in mobile and obviously interest in wearables. And PayPal, you know, we're really focused on delivering you know customer uh, experiences that can really excite people. You guys uh, worked on a, a survey that uh, talked about the future of money. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's a situation, you know, here in Canada, we were looking at uh, what people wanted to do around the future of things like mobile. And, you know, we found, you know, some really startling statistics of consumers not wanting to have to carry a wallet or a phone, wanting to be hands-free, not worrying about losing a device, um, you know, and it was exciting for us. And, you know, it kind of validates a lot of what we've been doing. What were some of the interesting things you found? Look, it was a situation for us. We had the, the statistic here that I'm looking at right now is that mobile transactions can be quick and effortless, you know, and 65% of the people we interviewed found that they are really, really kind of exciting for them. Almost a third of people didn't want to carry a wallet or phone when they wanted to make payments, um, you know, and having everything in one place, that was really important. Almost a third of the people we surveyed wanted to have everything in one place. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us, when we think about the future of, of payment, we do think about our smartphones, uh, you know, having all that information, you know, in our iPhone or our, our you know, Android device. But uh, basically what you're saying is the future is even beyond that uh, in like wristbands or, or smartwatches. Absolutely. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, you, everyone used to have a desktop. Everyone used to have a desktop PC and then things moved on to a laptop and suddenly laptop was how we how we kind of, uh, interacted with content, etc. Then we had the advent of the tablet, you know, which has really grown, as we all know, dramatically. And it's the same with smartphones. You know, you, you, you had a mobile phone, then you had an internet-connected phone. Now we're looking at smartwatches. Now with some amazing things like Google Glass or even wristband, um, these are just kind of all evolutions of, of how people want to interact, uh, not only with technology, um, but their everyday experiences. How far are we away from this technology really starting to take a hold in the marketplace? <laughs> That's, look, it's, it's, I remember a few years back uh, telling people about smartphones and the concept of being able to, to buy and shop online, but also to interact with people around the world. And they thought that was, that was kind of hilarious, that it was going to be a fad. I remember probably about 18 months ago uh, when I got my, my Pebble watch, and I was telling people that things like smartwatches, this kind of second screening, was going to come into play, and they thought it was, uh, you know, just just laughable. 
Um, and, you know, we've seen uh, Google and Android heavily in this space. We're seeing Apple moving into this space, um, Microsoft recently moving into this space. It really is it's accelerating quickly. But when, when are we actually going to have, uh, you know, the end? I don't think there's ever going to be an end. I think it's just going to continually evolve. We'll probably be having this call in, in a year's time. We'll be talking about something completely different. How do, you, how do you guys stay relevant then? You know, PayPal's been around for a few years now. You guys are probably one of the most trusted payment mechanisms on the uh, on the Internet. But, you know, we're seeing all these other guys getting into the fray. Apple, you know, that's a formidable competitor there. Obviously, Google with Google Wallet. Uh, you know, a lot of the retailers down in the States are trying to develop their own payment uh, technology. How do you guys keep, you know, ahead of the game? Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting that we're actually celebrating our, our 15th year, um, which, you know, the team are, are super proud of. But for us, you know, we're, we're trying to do a range of things um, to not only stay relevant, but to continue, like I said, deliver experiences. It's, it's never been about technology, and it probably shouldn't be about technology. It's really about how, how we deliver um, safe, fast, easy experiences for consumers and for businesses. So earlier this year, we launched our relationship and our global partnership with Samsung to allow Galaxy S5 and Tab users to use uh, their fingerprints to log in and pay with PayPal. Um, we also made it really easy for people to pay with their uh, Gear 2 and Gear Fit smartwatches. So instead of having to pull out a wallet or even a phone for that matter, they can shop and pay right on their wrist. Um, but we're also really excited about things like um, Bluetooth low energy. Um, you know, And we think that that's going to really, really help build both kind of contextual and relevant kind of experience, but also make things fun. I, I really like things to be fun as well. Is it going to be confusing for consumers, though? Like, you're hearing about all these different payment technologies and methods. Uh, is the market getting fragmented when it comes to that? Look, you know, we, we, I work in this industry. Uh, I live and breathe it. It's confusing for me. So gee, I've, I've got no <laughs> doubt the consumers uh, are going to struggle over the, the kind of next year or so with it. But it's also a situation where, you know, for, for people like us at PayPal, we, we don't actually align to kind of one technology. Um, you know, people want to talk about mobile NFC. People want to talk about Bluetooth low energy. People want to talk about contactless. For us, it, it, you know, it really is a situation that we are agnostic to it. So we just want to find, like I said, find and define a strategy that works best for all the consumers. And they're going to, to a certain degree, the consumers uh, and businesses, they're the ones telling us what they want. It's interesting, Alex, that I don't think people really understand that with their mobile phone, they basically have a shopping cart in the palm of their hand that they can do pretty much all the shopping they have to do can happen right right inside your, your mobile phone these days. And then the move towards wearables, it's just going to make it even more convenient to do um, payments when you're at potentially retailers as well. It's, it's convenient, uh, and that's definitely a huge element um, of it. But it's like I said, it's also fun and it's exciting you know, someone asked me recently, it's, it should payments just all about being like faster um, and easier, which it should be, you know, for the vast majority of people, they, they, don't, they don't enjoy um, making payments. Shopping's fun. Um, reaching into your, to your wallet or getting your phone out to actually do something, that's not the fun part. Um, so if we can kind of gamify things, we can have a, a really beautiful experience. I think that's also a huge element to it. Well, it was an interesting thing I saw in this survey that you conducted. It said six out of ten Canadians feel envious when they see other people using their mobile phone to pay in store. So I think that's going to help uh, entice people to to move towards mobile payments just because they're watching other people do it as well. They don't have to be Absolutely. envious. They can just pay for me. If they want. <laughs> 
look, I've, I've always said I'll happily uh, I'll happily take uh, payment from anyone. If they want to send me an email or something like that, we can do it. But no, look, it's I don't know why anyone should be envious of, of someone else um, using their mobile phone to, to make a payment. You know, I think Apple Pay, um, you know, is great technology, and we've got a, a long-standing relationship with Apple, and we actually share a lot of customers. But that's great if you've got an Apple um, iPhone 6 or 6 Plus, you know. Um, you know, for someone like PayPal, we build on Apple, we build um, across Android, um, Windows Phone. You know, it, it shouldn't be, we used to support Symbian, so it should be almost any device. It shouldn't just be defined by the, the actual, let's say, hardware manufacturer. Very, uh, very interesting. Uh, you guys um, were part of eBay. You guys are spinning off, from what I understand. Yep, yep. We're in the we're in the process now, probably over the next year, of separating the two separate companies. And you know, both both eBay and PayPal. You know, we we worked together for many years, um, but we're excited about it. You know, it's 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 going to be a great opportunity for for both eBay as a marketplace. Um, and PayPal as a payment company really focus on on what's best for them and what's best for their kind of respective and shared kind of customers and businesses. Alex, uh, best of luck to uh, the future there in PayPal, and I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. No, 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 thank you kindly, guys, and I hope everyone has a lovely day. If you can just uh, put a few thousand dollars into my PayPal account, <laughs> yeah. that would be much appreciated. <laughs> Feel free to send a tweet at me, and we'll do a peer-to-peer transaction. <laughs> okay. We're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to go general open line here on Get Connected, taking any of your tech calls and questions, kind of like your on-air tech support. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. When we come back from the break, your calls, and Andy will tell us what the contest is this week as well. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Mike and Andy here on Get Connected. We're going open line now, so here's the phone number, taking any of your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898. Long distance, 1-877-399-9898. Going to go here to Bill in Surrey. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what can I do for you? Uh, and then... Shoppers, you know, regarding a computer. Yeah. You know, the one in White Rock. Yeah. They don't carry computers. They didn't know who does carry computers. And then it said, I was interested in how to extend my wireless, I mean, yeah, my wireless phone in the house. And um, how do you go against? The I want to buy a computer, and how do the people advertise something they don't have? Oh, so it sounds like you might have gone into Shoppers Drug Mart. Um, they don't sell computers. London Drugs does. Yes. So uh, that could probably be a, an easy mistake there. Uh, a couple London Drugs out uh, in your area anyway, um, up at Morgan Crossing, and I think at uh, Semiamu Peninsula. I believe that's the name of the shopping center there. Anyway, so two locations, very close to you. Uh, go in there. They're awesome. Those guys know their stuff. Do you remember that uh, story about how London Drugs got into the computer business in the first place? It was a great story. Um, it was Wynn Powell we had on the show. Yeah. And uh, he said that he went to, back in the 80s, he went to Silicon Valley, and he was trying to get the, the vendors to, he's like, I want to sell computers. And they all laughed at him. They're like, but you have a drugstore. Yeah. So then he came back the next time with a, a suit or no a, a briefcase, briefcase full of cash <laughs> and he goes 
And he opens it up and he shows, he goes, this is what we're all about here, okay? We're yeah. going to sell these computers inside this drugstore. And so they became one of the first partners for Microsoft partners back then. Yeah. And uh, since then, the computer departments there are fantastic. They have just about everything. Every time I need an accessory or, um, or something like a USB cable or something like that, it's just great that I can go there, get my prescriptions and computer parts <laughs> all at the same time. Everybody wins. <laughs> 604-280-9898 is the phone line. Taking your tech calls and questions here. Later on in the hour, we'll uh, also be doing App of the Week as well, so you want to stay tuned for that. We've got Scott in Vancouver. Hey, Scott. Hi there. Um, I used to have um, DLC on my iPhone, and it's no longer on the home screen, and it doesn't appear that it's on the App Store again. I'm wondering if you could recommend even a paid, really good video player that does good quality and handles all the formats. Yeah, um, I use one called Cinex, and I think it's a buck ninety nine or or something like that. Uh, and I've been actually using that for a few years now, and it's actually really good because um, when I go traveling, um, you know, I like to load a bunch of movies and TV shows um, onto my iPad, and uh, it basically will play all the different formats that are available uh, out there. So um, I've had great luck with that one, and it's always up on the App Store. VLC is another video player you were mentioning, uh, very popular on the uh, the PC. Uh, yes, occasionally it's up on the App Store. I don't know why it keeps going you know, up and down. It's weird. Like VLC is like one of the best players for laptops, computers. Yeah. But on the mobile side, I don't really like it. I've no, never I've tried really... it. I've tried it, and it just it was kind of sucky to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, it it really is not as good as it should be. Yeah. So the Cinex, um, fantastic. And, and how do so you spell that, Mike? S or sorry, C I N E X. Okay. Uh, available for you know iOS, so iPad and um, and the uh, the iPhone uh, as well. And it just works great with all the different video formats out there, and also the different um, audio uh, codecs as well. Uh, I think it'll even do 3D, really? which is yeah, kind of kind of cool. And uh, I think with the latest release too, it'll actually, if you want, it can tie into your home network when you're at home, and you can play content off your your different computers and stuff as well, That's and the different uh, network attached storage drives and and uh, what have you. So try that one uh, out. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. If you're phoning long distance anywhere, one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. I don't know if you saw this here. Uh, Microsoft, uh, they bought the handset division of Nokia. Yeah. Um, they're coming out with their latest phone. No more Nokia branding. It's a Microsoft phone going forward. Yeah, so it's the end of the era for Nokia, one of the biggest smartphone players back in the day. Yeah. Um, how fast things change. Eh? It's just amazing. Everybody used to have a Nokia phone. Oh, yeah. I, that's all I had when I was in the 90s. And so To get a Nokia phone, you were cool. Yeah, you were cool. Oh, oh. Look, look who's shaking. <laughs> Luke in the control room. He still looks like he still got one. Yeah, is that from the nineties? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it looks like. Uh, but what's interesting is Motorola, which is another legacy smartphone manufacturer. Yeah, they're still doing very well right now. They they were bought by Google. Yes. And they've just gotten sold to Lenovo, I believe. Yeah. And that transaction has just gone through. They're fantastic. I use a Motorola phone, and I love it. I even have the Moto. Uh, but, you know, but will they keep the brand like Lenovo? Obviously, they like their own brand. Well, what it was is Lenovo wants to get into the uh, North American market. So what yeah. they did is they bought a very reputable brand that resonates with consumers. And I think that was a fantastic move. They're, Lenovo's huge in Asia, but they're tr still trying to make inroads into the North American market. Yeah, they, they tried to buy BlackBerry, but the Canadian government killed that. That's right, because they didn't want... Too bad. <laughs> Chinese company. I think they're trying it again yeah. right now, because BlackBerry is... Um, 
having some black days these days. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I wonder if that would have been a better thing for them back it, in the day it, there to it, let it would them. Have, but from a regulatory point of view, uh, it was that that was the issue, right? Is of a, a Chinese company getting BlackBerry, which is known for its encryption software. Yeah, um, that, it's unfortunate. I thought that would have been a great, great relationship there. But uh, who knows? That could be something in the future. Now, exactly, it could still happen. Phone lines again, 604-280-9898. When we come back from the break, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar, 604-280-9898. We're open line. Again, 604-280-9898. Taking your tech calls and questions. I don't know if you heard of this... um, Website, uh, Andy, Instacam.com? Instacam. Insta. So it's spelled I-N, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, I-N-S-E-Cam.com. It's a website uh, up here in Canada that's actually uh, taking um, all the live video feeds of these surveillance cams. And you know how everyone's got these webcams in their homes now? Yeah. Uh, and posting it up on this website. Wait a minute. Are these public cameras or Well, private? so that's the problem. So everyone's getting into these little net cams for security. You know, you got them in your homes now. They're so easy to set up. Yeah. A lot of businesses have them. But the problem is a lot of people are leaving the ports open on these things. So they're just basically broadcasting their live video feeds. And if you can find that port, up to the internet. Really? And so they're basically playing all these different video feeds from across Canada, like people's homes, their businesses. And they don't even know. And they don't know. Wow. I actually have some uh, cameras at my house. I think I'm going to have to go and check and see if uh, if it's on there as well. Yeah. that's. Uh, so they say that, you know, so obviously a lot of people are up in arms about this, like what the hell. But they say, you know, if you see your feed up there, just contact us and we'll take it down. <laughs> yeah, but still, there's going to be a lot of people. Are... So they say they say they're helping people by illustrating how in you know unsecure these surveillance cameras are. Just like we're doing you a favor by yes. publicly broadcasting your, and it just so feeds. happens they're running advertising as uh, well to make money on it. Interesting, but it's kind of scary. So you know, again, you can buy these uh, these these net cameras now so cheaply in the stores, and um, a lot of people aren't securing them properly. I uh, I actually have a, a set. It's from a company called Swan, and I've set it all up in my place so that I can view it from my mobile phone. Yeah. Um, but the whole port thing, it like like you said, it's very easy to set up. But I've never actually went into the settings to see if those are public or not. So I'm gonna have to go home today and check to make sure those feeds uh, are not being publicized on uh, what, what's it called Insta Instacam. So I N S E Cam dot com. Interesting. I'm gonna because I know you're you're totally into this. Oh, I'm I'm Mr. Webcam guy. Um, You know, I got like critters coming in my backyard, like knocking things over, and I'm like, well, now everyone can see that on the (laughs) internet because you probably don't have them secured. Exactly. I have to look now. This whole time, I thought it was a private uh, video feed that I had right to my mobile device, but it looks like uh, I got to go check those ports. Make sure check the ports. Check those ports. No, it's it's interesting. These these cameras have become so easy to set up now and install. Uh, and so many people I know are, are getting them even for their homes and, and, and what have you. Um, it's just, again, you got to be careful with security settings on this stuff. It's like when, you know, Wi-Fi routers in the early days, yep. um, you know, these were great. You know, we all have them now. But in the early days, they came with the security off. So anyone could basically 
tap into your network. That's right. You had to enable that you were going to put a password on there. And so everybody had these open networks. And then what the router manufacturers realized that we need to actually make it so that it ha by default has security settings built in. And so now when you buy a router, what you'll typically do or you'll find is that it already has a password and an SSID network name created. And then if you want to change it, you can go into the settings and then change it. But by, by, like you said, by default now, they do come with uh, you know, security in mind because people didn't know how to set it up in the first place, leaving themselves vulnerable to other people tapping into their Wi-Fi networks. Another question. Uh, there's a really popular phone now in the market. Uh, it's called the One, One Plus. One Plus. So yeah. uh, it's just something that's kind of popped up on my radar in the past few weeks. Uh, it's this Android phone out of China yeah. that uh, everyone's just like going crazy for. Exactly. It's, it was an, interest, an interesting um, business model, what they did. To get the phone, you had to go by invitation. So somebody had to invite you to buy the phone, which was a interesting angle. And um, it's got one of the best battery lives of any smartphone out there. I had a chance to look at it. It was hard to get, though. Like, yeah. Even contacting them to feature it on, on our television show, they were like, no, we don't send out press samples. I was like, wow. And it just gets I me guess curious. They don't need to. Well, then I get really curious. I'm like, well, you know, we've tried pretty much every phone out in the market, and suddenly here's a phone that we can't get our hands on. But we did end up getting our hands on it, and it's it's. Now, what do you think? You know what I really like about it? It's a it's very slim. Yeah, has a fantastic battery life, and it's very vanilla in terms of the Android. You don't get a lot of that bloatware that you typically see with these uh, from other manufacturers. Like as much as I love Samsung smartphones. I don't like the insides. There's all these apps that you don't want to have, and it's very hard to get rid of them. So you have to go and, and really get geeky to disable those apps so that they don't come up in your app drawer. But with this OnePlus, it's very vanilla, and it's a pure Android experience, which is what I like about it. Would you get one? The price point is pretty high. Um, I definitely would try one, yeah. but it's very big. It's a big phone. Yeah. Um, it's in that phablet range, so... Um, I would definitely try it. I don't know if I would keep it though. I'm I'm a Motorola guy. You are like, a Motorola. I like the guy Moto, still. the Moto X. Yeah, fantastic phone. Very vanilla <laughs> Android. I love it. We're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna hear from Christina about the app of the week. So you'll want to stay tuned. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. Now it's that time of the week. We've uh, got Christina Stranova to talk about the best app that she's come across. And, like, this is the best app ever. Okay, let's not get too ahead no, of no ourselves pressure, here. But no <laughs> pressure, but this, be this is going to change people's lives. Well, it is actually really cool. It's called Push Bullet, and it's for Android. Push Bullet? Yes. Okay. Um, so this is a feature that Apple does really well, but... You know what, Andy, I know you're going to be crushed to hear this, but you Android guys are lagging behind here. <laughs> so they've actually created an app to fix your issues. Um, but basically, this app lets you push um, links and notifications and lets you reply to text messages from your PC. So um, for all of us who use an iPhone and a Mac... Uh, we can actually get our notifications. If you're away from your phone, but you're at your computer, you can get all of that stuff on your computer. Um, Android doesn't do a fantastic job of this. but Actually, it does. 
you, you never tried Android, so I love how you can <laughs> comment on what's going on in the Android ecosystem, even though you'd never had an Android. Not every Android does this really well, Andy. Well, I can tell you that Motorola, you can get all your texts and everything okay, on your so computer. Okay, so please know everyone who uses an Android, you must use a Motorola. Not must. I'm sure it's, it, there's other ones out there, but do tell. Keep anyway, it, okay, if you're on an Android system that doesn't do this really well, um, you can actually use this app to get all of your notifications and respond to your text messages from your computer. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Finally, Android will be able to catch up you to guys, Apple. You guys, <laughs> don't even get me started. I know you're trying to push my buttons here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part of Saturday morning, Andy. Um, and and how other, much does this thing go for? Oh, it's free on the Google Play Store. Um, but the other thing is AirDrop is something that we enjoy um, with Apple products, and so this sort of takes care of that as well. So it's the so you whole... can do files and stuff. Yes, yeah. that's how it started out. The text messaging thing is actually fairly new for this app, um, but you get sort of the whole package in a pretty little bow. Do you use that feature for Apple Mike? Which one? The like sending or texting from your computer. From your computer. I'm just starting to now, actually. Yeah. I just the little thing started sending me little notices, like, and I couldn't figure out what this new noise was. <laughs> I'm getting old now, right? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. And I'm getting all the notifications in there. The airdrop thing is really cool. Have you upgraded to Yosemite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was that? Because I've been very reluctant to do that on my MacBook right now. Yeah, no, it was um, it was fine. Because yeah. I'm, I'm always of that of that adage, you know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah, I know. And sometimes things go wrong. Like certain software these... might not work. And... Yeah, I uh, I did it last week, and uh, the upgrade went, you know, went fine. Took a bit of time of course because it's, it's a large upgrade but how, uh, how long like i'm wondering if i should like schedule some time this I weekend don't think to do it took this. me an hour or something okay uh but anyway um everything was fine and uh, i haven't had any issues so far okay maybe i should try it then yeah. i just started it before i went to bed and it just went overnight really yeah. yeah have you done the install though like you just downloaded it right i downloaded it and then i started the in install before i went to bed and then i got up and it was all ready to go yeah really? it's cool I, I haven't tried all the features yet um so with the latest version of the mac operating system it's called yosemite uh and if you've got like a, an iphone or ipad that's running ios 8 there's really tight connections yeah. now with that so you know if your phone rings uh you can actually answer the phone on your your Mac, mm -hmm. you know, through the speaker and the microphone there if you want. If you're typing, uh, you know, an email message on your iPad, it'll actually pick up automatically where you've left off right on your Mac as well and, and vice versa, which is kind of a, a cool feature. They call it continuity. Yeah. So it's like a seamless transition from your yeah. mobile device to your computer. Right? Yeah, I'm just like scratching the surface of it right now, but so far it seems to be working well and I like it. Contest this week, Andy. We're giving away the Vine Bendable Tablet Stand. This is one of the coolest little stands. You bend it to the way you want it. So you basically design your own tablet stand with this, and it works great. You can use it to, um, to pop up your tablet while you're in bed, if you're on the TV, or even when you're um, on the road for kids, you can pop it behind the, um, the, the chair, yep. the seat. And then have it so that you can have it. It's a actually cool. Stand. When I first took it out of the box, yeah. I, I needed it because I, I was going to do a global TV segment. And I was like, what the hell is this thing? Yes. And, but it took me a minute. But once I figured it out, the thing is awesome. It, it is really cool because you can be really creative in designing your own tablet stand. And yeah. it can handle any size as well, smartphones or tablets. You got to check this out. Go to our website, 
www.getconnectedmedia.com and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. We also have an Epson Workforce printer that's still up. It's a fantastic contest, one of the best this year. You want to enter that as well. It's going to be open up for one more week. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Looks like we're out of time. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Andy Brar, my co-host and producer, the rest of the Get Connected team back at the office. Of course, as always, Christina, thanks for coming in and giving us the app of the week. It was a cool app for Android people. <laughs> and I want to thank uh, Luke on the controls as well. Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week. Mike Falcon live on location today for CKNW at the pier at London Landing. Now, if you're looking for a waterfront development, this may be your perfect opportunity because Sean Lawson, waterfront is not available today, especially at the prices you're talking about here at London Landing. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. This is actually the last chance to get waterfront in Steveston. This is it. Everything else has been built out and sold out. So um, if you're interested in getting the Kitsilano lifestyle at half the price, this is, the, this is your opportunity. We're located right on the waterfront at the south foot of Number 2 Road. So it's a nice one-mile stroll into the historic village of Steveston. Uh, you are located right on the marina, and you get all of that waterfront living at half the price. Yeah, just think about that. Half the price of Kitsilano, where? At the pier at London Landing. And we're alive on location all day long today, heart of Steveston Village, just south of Moncton on Number 1 Road.